The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the revolution. Ready, one, two, three, cue announcer. The number one outdoor radio show. America's most precious resource. A show in which all others will be judged. What's that you could say again? Booyah! Booyah! Often imitated, but never duplicated. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present, for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure, live across this great nation and around the world, welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and Mile Yes, that feels wonderful. Oh, fall sweet intoxicating aroma is here. Oh, that feels lovely. Gonna make that camo pop, baby girl. We hunt elk. We hunt deer. Hunt in a row. We hunt bear. Gonna get outdoors again. Yeah? So there's a fly in here, and it's annoying. <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about this week? Hey, we're talking fall pursuits on this week's show, and there's a lot of things happening in the fall. Yeah, I don't know if you guys caught it, but in that song we did there, uh, we really like fall. I actually look forward to the first day of fall more than my wedding anniversary. You know, obviously, <laughs> everyone knows that I don't really like Bunny. <laughs> She is a nasty, nasty woman. Uh, so we are talking fall pursuits. <laughs> going to be in a lot of trouble. You're going to get killed. Uh, fall pursuits. <laughs> Joining us in just a second, though. Going to be Cat Daddy. Yeah, Cat Daddy after him. After him is going to be Michael Lee. He's the host of Backwoods Life. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Chris Boomer Davidson of Wild Memories. All right, so let's get to Cat Daddy. <laughs> you, have to, you actually have to look. <laughs> I did that. All right, let's look. get to Cat Daddy. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is back. Don't forget, you can always drop us some feedback and help make the show better at JimandTrav.com. Now, here's king of the catfish and purveyor of the beanhole, Cat Daddy. Prepare to experience true freedom and bliss. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. All right, so folks, as you know, Cat Daddy is on the line. Jimbo, he's barely here. Uh, but Cat Daddy does have the catfish flu. Don't worry, though. Uh, it's not contagious. He is wearing a mask, so you guys don't have to worry. All right, Cat Daddy, how's it going, he buddy? He looks like Batman now with that mask. Well, you ain't kidding me. You said I got the catfish flu, boy, because I got it all right. <laughs> I thought there was a song I, called the Catfish I, I, Blues. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been blue, man. Look, let me tell you something. Okay. A guy needs to get out there right now, right now in his boat. And go out and try to look on the water, see if you see anything popping and flipping out there. That'd be school to shed. They're gathering up right now, and the water's getting a little, a little more chillier. It's time to get that shed right now. Also, the blues are moving around right now. They're trying to get into their winter pattern early. Wow. Let me tell you guys, white bass is the trick to catching them really nice blue cats. Really? Really? White bass? Oh, not- yeah. Yeah. Go out there and get you some uh, old eight, nine-inch white bass. 
cut them in half and drift with them, boy. Ooh, them blues, they hit them like a hammer. Now, when you're targeting these white bass, um, how are you going about that? Well, we're just getting, a, you know, a little chartreuse jig, mm-hmm. and, we're, and we're throwing them out there and reeling in a little, a little drops, you know, here and there. And Man, you know when you get one, because uh, they fight like the dog, let me tell you. Do they really? Yeah, another thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a good fighter. They ain't have bad eating either, if you like bass. <laughs> no one does. <laughs> but the thing is, they school... Uh, and uh, if you get them out there and say the birds are working that school, man, you can catch the fire out of those things, can't oh, you? Oh, yeah, you catch them left and right all day long. And, and you know, uh, those blue cats, uh, they love them white bass. Mm. I, I mean, just love them. I'll, what I'll do is I'll cut the tail off one of them and uh, mash the head a little bit, and I'll throw that sucker out there. Boy, I'll tell you what, man, when you're dragging him all along, one in 40, 50 pound blue cats the size of whack it, you're going to know what's going on. I'm going to tell you, you sound like a chef when you're talking about this. <laughs> yeah. Whack the tail off, mash that head just a little bit. I mean, you are literally making an exquisite meal for these blue cats. Well, you know what they say, what's that chef's name? You know, when you get a big bite like that, bam! <laughs> <laughs> Emerald Lagasse. <Emerald> <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now you're out there, you're netting the shad. Um, oh, are yeah. they, They're schooling up, so you're getting quite a bit of them, right? Yeah, but, they, you know, you need to get your two, three different sizes of nets. A five footer, a six footer, or maybe a, a ten footer, and you know the size of the mesh counts too. You get bigger mesh on there, you can let them little ones fly too, so you can get them bigger, you know, eight to ten, twelve inch shad. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. But man, you know, throwing a ten, twelve foot net. It's not an easy task. It'll yeah. wear you out quick. Yeah, now you're out there and you're throwing a cast net and you're catching the bigger shad. Is there a size that you can't keep? I mean, you keep them up to like 8 or 10 inches, but do you throw the bigger ones if you happen to catch them back in? You know something? I think I need to check into the rule on that because all them shad look alike to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say all the shad that Cat Daddy has are legal. Yes. Okay. That's Absolutely. what we know. Um, is there, uh, is there Otherwise, like a, he just cuts them down to size. He'll just like trim a couple inches off. It's nine <laughs> inches now. Um, that fish doesn't have a tail. Is there a slot limit on shad? <laughs> yeah, you can have uh, 300 per person. Oh, my goodness. In, yeah, in your freezer. That's a good fish. Yeah, ride. but the thing is, 300 for you, that's like a day's worth of fishing. <laughs> I mean, you know? I, well, but, I like to throw it out there. That's for <laughs> daggone sure. But let's but, say. You know, my, my boy can have 300. Yeah. My wife can have 300. I can have 300, so it adds up. You know, the interesting part about the the uh, white bass is that is really good blackened. You know, Emerald gossie has got that blackened redfish stuff, or is it Paul Perdome? And, man, I'll tell you what, you get yourself a cast iron skillet and uh, get some butter in there, and next thing you know, you put that uh, blackened on the fillets. Holy cow, you can get hurt eating those. Oh, that'd be good with catfish. I don't know about bass. That's though. what Cat Daddy <laughs> says. Okay, get the white bass out. Throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> Put the catfish in. Yeah, yeah you go fishing with the white bass. And you go to dinner with the catfish. Yeah, I went right. with Cat Daddy one time. He says, Jim, you're eating the bait. You got to dance with the one that brought you. All right, so Mr. Cat Daddy, do you, now that the tuna tub is back in action, she is uh, fat, she's frisky, and she's looking hot on the water. Do you have any appointments available where people could book a trip with you, man? Yeah, I've been out there scratching her belly all day long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got plenty of appointments open. Just give me a holler. And the best place to catch me on that is www.catdaddyguideservices.com. Yeah, if you like to write Cat Daddy and send him a picture of your latest and greatest uh, white bass. Oh, there you go. <laughs> send it to catdaddy underscore one 
at msn.com. And this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online and check them out, yamahamotorsports.com. Jimbo, what we got coming up next? Hey, coming up next, we got Michael Lee. He's the host of Backwoods Life on Sportsman Channel. Yeah, Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Cat Daddy, God bless you. We love you so much, buddy. Now, he said white bass, not wipe your Oh, excuse me. <laughs> you probably need to do both. <laughs> <laughs> And now, here's another Revolution Fall Cleanup Tip. Instead of killing yourself raking up all your leaves, save some time. Just light a match and set your yard on fire. Seriously, please don't do that. Stick around. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will be right back. Join Outdoor Channel on Mondays and prepare for a wild food feast. These birds were flying an hour ago. <laughs> Taste of the Wild is two must-see hours of hunting, fishing, and foraging with cutting-edge host Mike Robinson, Mario Calpo, Stephen Rinella, and Nick Hoffman. I'm blown away by the hunting culture and the food. If I was alive three lifetimes, I would never think to do that. Taste of the Wild, Mondays beginning at 7 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Fall pursuits are on this week's revolution. Okay, here we go. Now let's kick off a two-part interview with Michael Lee, host of Backwoods Life on Sportsman Channel, Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking fall pursuits on this week's show. And before the break, we had Cat Daddy. I'm talking about the brand new tuna tub. That's right. He's going to take Michael Lee out. They're going to be shooting deer. Can you shoot deer from a boat? Is that legal? Maybe if it's anchored. I don't know. All right. So just now being joined by Michael Lee. He's the co-host Backwoods Life. That is Sportsman Channel Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Michael, how's it going, buddy? Guys, I'm doing great. How are y'all? Real good. You know, we're dry out here in the Midwest, and you're underwater in Georgia. What's that all about? Well, I mean, I got my snorkel out and checked the mail a while ago, and I didn't <laughs> see anything but a couple catfish in there, so I was good. No bills. Hey, got a, got a question for you. Um, I know you guys saw it. I think I saw it on your uh, Facebook page. You guys posted about it. That awesome buck that kid took here in Kansas. Uh, non-typical. Yeah, this weekend. The crazy part was, is when I first saw it, I was like, oh, no, that's like an escape deer. You know, I mean, I think that was everyone's reaction. And it comes to find out that it was. Do you think that should be registered? He took it with a bow. Uh-huh. Um, should they be able to score it and register it or not since it was originally a pinned animal? What do you think? That, that's a tough question. I, I, I don't. If, if they can prove, obviously, that it came out of a high-fence environment, then, okay, I can argue, no, it shouldn't count because, you know, that's not a, uh, what you want to call it, a naturally wild-grown deer. And I hate it for that kid because I mean, that was a phenomenal deer. Oh, no yeah. where it came from, you know, 300 and whatever inches and, um, but at the end of the day, I mean, we do need to kind of keep the integrity of what we do in the outdoors. And, and I don't, and I know a lot of people that on our Facebook that commented on that jumped in the high fence argument. And, and I don't care where anybody, you know, if you want to high, high fence, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. But oh, yeah. at the end of the day, the, I think the misconception about a high fence is a lot of people think, well, these are deer that just come eat out of your hand. So that, like, I did see comments where, well, if that showed up on my property, I'd just go try to hand feed it, you know, or whatever. And like, it's like they, they discounted this kid killing this deer by thinking it's a tame 
livestock type animal. Oh yeah. And, and I just, and I disagree with that. I mean, this kid, like from what I read anyway, now I don't know the truth cause I, I wasn't there obviously, but you know, if this kid put out his trail camera and you know, this big buck's coming in and man, he's, you know, if I got a deer like that on camera, I'd lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, anywhere. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm going to go hunt it, of course. And this kid goes and hunts and he does his due diligence. He, he scouts and this deer comes in, he kills him and, and does you know, the right thing. Um, you know, good for him, man. But don't discount this kid's trophy. Don't discount his abilities because he's yeah. got that kind of an animal because of that misconception of how people think that they're tame. You know, that, that's what clouds the thing to me. But I guess full circle to answer your question. No, I don't believe it should go in, in the, you know, Pope and Young record book or Boone and Crockett. Um, but I do think this kid needs accolades for getting the job done. If I saw that sucker out there, it's on my wall. What yeah. do you think? Oh, there's 100%. Please can get a meat missile launch through, and we're going to have back straps on the grill, and yes, sir, he's going on the wall, too. I'm like, y'all got a cool story about that deer right there, you know? <laughs> I don't care if I had to whittle an atlatl. I would have taken that guy out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Backwoods Life, man. Uh, again, Sportsman Channel, Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, celebrating 17 years. All the tremendous hunts you boys have been on, um, that's quite an accomplishment, man. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, we, we worked real hard. Uh, it, it took, you know, a long time to dial this thing in and figure out who we wanted to be when we grow up. But um, hopefully we're there by now. We're having a lot of fun. We've been um, I mean, amazingly blessed to do this for this long. And when we first started this thing, I was like, man, maybe I'll just get to go on some cool hunting trips. And, you know, here we are down the road. And I've had a heck of a ride. And if it ended tomorrow, it's still I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. Now, you've hunted really kind of all over the country, but the fact of the matter is we're in the early fall movement right now. The Bucks are still in bachelor bands. How soon before they're going to break up and you're going to have eyes everywhere? Man, I think we're really close to that right now. Um, I actually here in, in my, my backyard slash new pond after seven <laughs> inches of rain, I, I watched <laughs> I watched two small bucks far on, on the edge of the, the woods back here yesterday. I mean, they were both like little full point guys, you know, spike, whatever. Um, but you know, they're getting a little frisky that they're just playing around, you know, figuring out what they're doing as, as year and a half old deer. But I've already seen a few scrapes around. I know that the, you know, they're starting to lay down that territory on some of our spy point trail cameras. You know, the, the basher groups have kind of broken up. There's still a couple, three together here and there. But when, you know, early in the summer, I'd have five or six bucks together. So. I think they're really starting now to bust up and lay down their territory, um, you know, waiting for that right time to kick in, which, you know, down here is probably about another month or so, and they're really going to get after it. Yeah. Now, as the deer start to transition this time of year from September to October, Mr. Michael, you know, everyone talks about the October lull. Is it a lull or is it just because a lot of guys and gals haven't figured out that pattern? They haven't figured out properly what they're doing and they're not moving with that transition do you think that's a lull or are we just missing the mark i, I think you you hit a little bit of nail on the head there i think we're missing the mark a little bit especially in areas where you have a large acorn crop yeah because what's happening right now we it's especially down here everything's still green most of the country everything's still green they have a lot of browse still the acorns are starting to fall you still got agriculture fields with you know standing corn standing beans so there a deer doesn't have to go far to eat and that's the thing with when the acorns start falling that buck that may been have been targeting that you know cornfield or bean field or whatever he doesn't have to go to that now he can get out of his bed he can walk 20 yards or whatever feed on acorns mm-hmm. let you know the light die down then he might ease, ease out to that field last little minute there or whatever but 
he, um, you know, they're, they're changing what they're doing and we have to adapt with that. So identifying, you know, the right acorn spots close to bedding areas, things like that can be huge in October. That's how a lot of the big deer that people that I know kill and I've killed several that way, you know, just trying to be patient and, and adapt as the deer do. So it, it's, it's a learning curve and, it, and it's a hard time of the year because there's, just so spread out. Mm. Now, being this early, okay, everyone gets the itch. They want to go out hunting, Mr. Michael. Uh, but it is tough this time of year. Are we best to kind of stay out of those sweet spots until a more productive time of the year instead of putting so much hunting pressure on them? Or if we're careful and we slip in there, it's really not going to make a difference. What is kind of your plan of attack this time of year? Are you hitting it hard or are you kind of holding off a little bit? Uh, me personally, I'm, I am holding off right now. I mean, one, our temperatures are, are still pretty warm. I mean, we're still in the 80s a lot. And with that being said, you know, the human variable is what people don't really think about in huge detail at times. So you, you may have your trail camera out there and that buck's coming every day at 7 p.m., for example, and just every day like clockwork until you go in. Mm-hmm. And see, then you got all these variables because right now, this time of the year, that buck's thinking, 100% as a mature buck. He's not thinking of a buck in rut. He's not thinking about chasing does. He's thinking about going in, getting him something to eat, going back, laying down, resting up, building up, being ready for the rut. And so his mindset right now is full alarm, full alert. Mm-hmm. You can't get away with stuff like you can when they're chasing does and don't care about a lot of the, the things where, you know, movement and scent, stuff like that, that, you know, it still can hurt you, but it's not as big critical parts. So right now that buck coming in, if you're going in, Maybe you have to approach this from, you know, the wrong wind to hunt that spot. Or if you're walking in through an area that he may be close in his, to his bedding area, um, those variables like, variables like that educate that deer. And he may just say, hey, you know what? I'm not going back in this spot because I know somebody's there. It's simple as that. So me, I kind of hold off right now on my, what I would call my prime spots. Uh, just so, just because I know those bucks are in there, I know they're going to stay there, I know they're going to be there, you know, feeding, and then they're going to come following the does later on. And then when I get that first cold front that comes through and we get some favorable wind and temperatures, that's when I'm going to start hitting it. You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around, Michael? Absolutely, guys. Hey, we're talking with Michael Lee. He's the host of Backwoods Life on Sportsman Channel, Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Yeah, you can also catch seven seasons of Backwoods Life on the My Outdoor TV app. And this is being presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Michael, to learn more about you, Mr. Kevin Knight, and everything you guys have going on. Uh, there at Backwoods Life just to keep up with you boys. Uh, where can we find you online? Now you can go to our OnlyFans page. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do a little dance. <laughs> Make a little love. It's really, it's really expensive. But, uh, uh, go check out backwoodslife.com. Uh, we've got everything you want to know about us on there. And also, we're on every social media planet just about under the sun Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. We've got our own Roku channel if you want to hop on there and see, you know, Ooh. outside the box stuff too. So, um, yeah, we're all over the place. Go up there and give us a follow. <laughs> you bet. Hey, more Michael Lee right after this. Don't go anywhere. This fall while hiking in the woods, be careful not to run across an angry mob of 7th graders because they will beat you down. Another public service announcement from The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Check them out online at JimandTrav.com and stick around. The boys will return right after these messages. 
What happens when you take two master craftspeople and give them a playground full of tools and materials to build with? Yep, pretty much what we thought, too. YouTube legend Jorn Sprava and expert auto tech Cheyenne Ruther team up to design, build, and test the world's most amazing backyard launcher. That's what I'm talking about. I just love something powerful, big, brutal. I like a challenge. Backyard Ballistics, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Fall Pursuits. Now let's get back to Michael Lee, host of Backwoods Life on Sportsman Channel, Tuesdays 10 p.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking Fall Pursuits on this week's show. And before the break, of course, we had Chris. No, we didn't either. We had Michael... <laughs> I'm reading the wrong notes again. <laughs> we had Michael Lee, host of Backwoods Life on Sportsman Channel, Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Yeah, and also seven seasons on the My Outdoor TV app. If you don't have a subscription to that, you got to get one. Uh, so great. You can watch Backwoods Life on there. Um, now, you were talking about this crazy heat that everyone's having uh, right now, Mr. Michael. And, you know, you guys, Backwoods Life, you are rednecks. You use redneck hunting blinds. Do they help? mask your scent or not really i believe 100 percent. they do, do they um the the buck palace model which is your your hard-sided blind with windows in it like glass actual glass windows uh you can definitely control your scent in there you, you can keep it all closed up you know keep one window open if that's one you want to shoot out of so that helps tremendously with, with scent control and keeping it at least contained uh, the redneck blinds also make a ghillie blind, which mm. is a soft-sided blind, but it's got a plastic-type uh, liner in it, Ooh. and they really do well on keeping that scent contained as well. And obviously, they don't have the glass windows in there, but they have zip-down windows with a mesh covering that you can raise up or down on there. And they, they do a really good job of keeping that scent tied up in there. You bet. Hey, got a question for you. You alluded to the fact about deer memory. Can they have memory, I mean, that lasts a long time, or is it just kind of a moment by moment, and then next thing you know, what the heck was that, and they're gone? They know they hate Michael because <laughs> Michael kills them. <laughs> what do you What well, do you think, Michael? I agree with what you said. They do hate me. Uh, that is 100% factual. But, no, I, if you ever have a stand that you've haunted for years and years, whether it's a you know a lock on up in a tree or a ladder stand, whatever it may be, and you've got that one doe that comes out every time and looks dead at you, might blow, might stomp. She knows if you're there or not. You tell me if they have memory or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, I, I have had that happen where they, honest to God, they look right through you. You know, and, mm -hmm. they, and, and they could stand there and they can stare at you. And, you know, if you look away and look back, they kind of blend into the background because they are so still. Do you, do you find that to be kind of unnerving? Well, this is my philosophy when that happens. So if, that, if a deer of any kind walks out and they look up at you, like dead look up at you and you have locked eyes with them, I always look away. Like I'll look off to the side. I will not make direct eye contact with them. 
Ooh. And I don't know if that's one of those things like if, you know, you're sitting in your office or your bedroom or your living room and you look over there and you see the eyeballs looking dead in your eyes. <laughs> Wouldn't that kind of freak you out a little bit? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> n- another question for you in that regard. Uh, do you find that that uh, deer, when you're out hunting them, sense that you're there even though they can't smell you or see you i think yeah your body emits some type of aura i think because you could be jogging one day and like slap them in the face and the next day yeah that they're they're so wary and yet yeah you know there's no reason for it the wind is right for for you and uh you haven't moved you haven't done anything but they get to an area and you could be hunting in a brand new area not been there before and yet here they come uh, you know, maybe somebody approached them, you know, another time, and that was that memory thing we talked about. But I don't know. I think that if people are out there hunting, they do, and they're a predator. They give off that aura that Trav talks about. What do you think? I think there's something to that. Like, I, I really believe that uh, when, when you are in your environment all the time and you notice something is different or something is a little off or, I mean, you know how if you walk in your house, you just get that unsure feeling. You know, you're just like, what's well, something, something's different. Yeah, something's creepy. Yeah. Um, and that may be kind of what, what we're talking about. I mean, who knows? But at the end of the day, I do think that you are an outside of element being in their world, and they and they can't pick up on that. Yeah. When Michael gets those chills, he knows that Kevin Knighton is somewhere nearby. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Not, not with that. All I know is I, I can smell a little Debbie. So I know he's around. <laughs> smell a little Debbie. All right. The question for you this is one thing I've always wondered. You know, you guys get a hunt all over the place. You take amazing animals. It's so cool to follow uh, the Backwoods Life crew in all of your hunts and everything. What do you do? Obviously, you can't have, I mean, you could if you had 19,000 freezers. Um, you've got to be able to donate that meat, give it to people. What do you do with a lot of the animals you take, the meat? I mean, if it's a hunt that, you know, here locally or something we drive to ourselves, um, we do bring a lot of the meat back home. And, and well, once my freezer's full and, you know, Kevin's freezer's full, you know, in different locations that we, we fly to or whatever, we, we, I 100%, I ask guides, I ask outfitters, first thing I do, I said, hey, you know, this meat right here, where's it going to go? Yeah. Um, who wants it? Or, you know, I'll, I'll process it myself, cut it up myself, whatever, and, and I'll give it to somebody. I mean, I, That's we cool. do not waste anything, and we make sure all of it is given to somebody that needs it. You bet. Hey, now, we're out here in the heartland of uh, of the country, and, of course, there are crops everywhere, whether it be corn, soybeans, wheat, whatever. Now, which crops do you find that deer frequent most? I know that Trav has taken numerous deer on a soybean field. What do you think? I love hunting soybeans. I think uh, beans are one of their favorite foods to target. I think, you know, the nutritional value in that is so great for them uh, with the protein, just the whole planet itself. Uh, we all know they love corn, but corn does not do the same thing to their bodies as soybeans. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, from a, a deer's preference standpoint, I think they go back kind of basic where if it's green, that's what they're going to gravitate to first. But I will say this time here, we talked about acorns earlier. They know it's time for those to fall and hit the ground, and that's a huge source of, of you know nutrients for them, especially with the rut coming up. And I do think they they transition their food based on the availability and time of year. So, um, but man, I'm, I am a big fan of soybeans. And out here in the south, now we have peanuts. Oh yeah, if you have pe- if you have peanuts, 
You need to hunt peanuts. Hey, you will kill some giant bucks in peanut fields. Seriously. Charlie Brown mm-hmm. hates you. Yeah, Charlie Brown. <laughs> ah, he's a wimp, though. God, well, he bless. can't even kick a football. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> All right, so Backwoods Life on Sportsman Channel, Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, kind of fill us in, man. Where are you and Kevin going this fall? Uh, what are some states you're going to hit up? Kind of give us a game plan, buddy. Okay, quick rundown. Uh, Ohio, Illinois, Iowa, Texas, Wisconsin, wow. Oklahoma, uh, we're going to try to also squeeze in Michigan and Kentucky. Jeez, yeah, are you no going to go anywhere eat. where there's deer? <laughs> uh, no, we're going to uh, South Florida. <laughs> My God, you guys are going to hit it hard. <laughs> well, that's, you got to make hay while the sun's shining, man. We only got a few months to get it in. We're going to go get after it. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We're talking with Michael Lee, host of Backwoods Life on Sportsman Channel, Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. And coming up next is Chris Boomer Davidson. Yeah, wild memories. Uh, uh, make sure you uh, get the Miles Tour TV app, though, and you can stream seven seasons of uh, Backwoods Life. Uh, that's Miles Tour TV and MilesTourTV.com. Again, Mr. Michael, to learn more about you, Mr. Kevin, everything you have going on, your partners, Backwoods Life, where can we find you online, buddy? Backwoodslife.com. Make sure all of your wildest dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right, Mr. Michael, God bless you. We love you. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. www.gimandtrav.com Online. Everything outdoors is a click away. Online. Show archives, blogs, expert advice. Online. Jimandtrav.com and, and, and don't forget to drop us some feedback. Stay tuned. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We'll be back after these important messages. Your new favorite shows are on Outdoor Channel. That is a stupendous idea. Outdoor legends. Man, we catch so many fish, I feel like I'm on one of those fishing shows. (laughs) New stars. You either win the rodeo or you get hurt. Explosive moments. And the wildest food on earth. Oh, hello. That looks awesome. All this week on Outdoor Channel. How was that? Next time, let's make it a bit bigger. Are you wondering what to do with your leftover game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 25 jerky making kits, 14 snack and stick kits, and 20 sausage making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back with Fall Pursuits. Now, here's another two-parter with Chris Boomer Davidson of Wild Memories on Sportsman Channel. Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. This is part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking Fall Pursuits on this week's show. Before the break, we had Michael Lee. What a guy that guy is. He has a program called Backwoods Life. But our next guest, man... He's a boomer. Yeah, what a guy our next guy is, too. Chris <laughs> Boomer Davidson. He's with Wild Memories. That's on Sportsman Channel Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. There's a whole bunch of other airings, too. Isn't that right, uh, uh, Boomer? Yeah, so uh, we're actually on. Well, first off, thanks for having me on. And uh, there is uh, three other times to watch it. Tuesday mornings at 6.30 a.m., Thursday mornings at 8.30 a.m., and then before that 10 o'clock airing on Sunday, there's one on at 5 a.m. as well. Yeah, yeah. you got to tell us. I think Jimbo wants to know, too. How the hell did you get the nickname Boomer? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm thinking about Lee Emery, and they called him Gunny. How'd you get the name right. Boomer? Well, um, it's such a simple story, really. Uh, I guess my, my father, 
uh, he just um, told my mother, you know, our first child that we have born, you know, I'd like to call him Boomer. And my mom was like, absolutely not. You know, we're not going <laughs> to name our child, you know, a, a pet dog's name. He said, well, then we're going to make it his nickname. And it just stuck. So anyone that knows me on like a personal level or, you know, anyone that knows me, like, you know, you know, if you're a good friend of mine, you know me as Boomer. If you're someone that maybe knows me on a on a, you know, day-to-day basis, you know, I'm Chris. So Chris is my, is my, uh, you know, I know the guy named Boomer is my, I call him a good friend. Name. Yeah. Now there was one other uh, Boomer, and that was Boomer Zizen. He was a quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you're more famous than he is. Well, yeah, and he's more patriotic. There's nothing patriotic <laughs> about football anymore. My God. Uh, now, so cool. Um, wild memories, man. Oh, one thing I want to get into before we get into the show. Okay, you're pumped up about hunting, chasing big whitetails in Maryland. Uh, they call it Little Iowa. Uh, tell us about this. I mean, the over-the-counter opportunities in Maryland are pretty amazing. That's the best-kept secret in the United States. Yeah. Uh, well, now you guys are going to get me in a little bit of trouble here. They're going to run me right out of Maryland <laughs> if I tell too much about it. But I'd say... So, so I live, I live right outside of Philadelphia. I mean, I, you know, I, I live probably about three miles outside of center city, Philadelphia. And for me, it's just a, a, a hop, skip and a jump. I get right on the turnpike, right down 95 through Mar- uh, through Delaware and I'm right in Maryland. So it's only about an hour and 15 minute drive for me. Wow. And I am in, uh, uh, Kent County, Maryland. That's a big buck county. You know, there's a long, vast, uh, flat soybean fields and corn fields, you know, a lot of ag. It's, um, it's, um, it's the heartbeat of America. It's where there's farmers, there's truck drivers, there's, you know, just a lot of gritty, hardworking America first people, man, that make this country run. And I just want to say that first off, but the deer hunting down there is incredible. And it is an over the tag opportunity, just like you said. And it's not far from, you know, guys from Pennsylvania, guys from Delaware, you know, it's not, it's not, it's, it's going to give you an opportunity to hunt a buck that you're just not going to find. Um, other places. Yeah, for the quality year you're talking about, it's not very far from Kansas either. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're going to have like wanted signs, but we don't want Boomer here anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're going to have a bunch of uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans down there hunting. They're going to be like, yeah, we know exactly who to blame. Put the finger at Boomer. I was looking, though. It's kind of amazing. Realtree, uh, you know, before preparing for this interview, Realtree put out this... Uh, uh, like their top 10 states, you know, to hunt big bucks in. And uh, Maryland was one of them. And they boast over like 200,000 whitetails. I think you get like a, a two buck tag and pretty liberal um, limits uh, on antlerless deer. I just never realized that Maryland was such a hotbed for great whitetail hunting action. I thought Biden lived there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I actually, uh, w- one of the first people I ever met down there um was was a, a good friend of mine, Charlie Prickett. He introduced me to another farmer uh, that lives down the road to him. Now he has one of the Maryland state records. He has uh, um, his name's Kevin Miller. He has a two hundred one and six eighths um, whitetail, which you know two hundred one inches. That's a giant whitetail for only being you know an hour and a half from my house. Like man, that, oh. that's where the big ones are at. You're gonna find me down there. Oh my gosh, that's insane. Yeah. Now you were in the service for eight years, and uh, thank you for your uh, your service and so forth. Absolutely. But the fact of the matter is. Have you always hunted your whole life? I mean, did you and your dad and uncles and grandpa go? Yes. Yeah, so I was I was born into a hunting family. My my grandfather, uh, he was a Pennsylvania State Trooper. My other grandfather, he was a, um, a production superintendent at Victaulic. Uh, big 
big hunting family, big fishing family. Uh, you know, the great outdoors was, you know, what we, what we did as a, as a family. I mean, I have pictures. I, I think I have a picture from my first, my mom took a picture of me and my dad, my first ever hunt I ever went on. I think I was three, maybe four years old. I had a little toy bow and my dad had his bow. And when I, I still remember to this day, I remember the hunt. I remember going on it. Uh, I see it sometimes in my dreams. So I've been hunting, you know, I've been making wild memories since I was old enough to make them. So, you know, it's, it's, it's in my fabric, in my DNA. When I was in the service, I didn't get to hunt. I maybe went hunting three times in that entire span. And then oh, wow. when I got out of the service, um, you know, I, I went all in, I, you know, I, I bought a video camera. I started filming my hunt, started editing, started to, uh, you know, create these hunts. And that's really where wild memories was born. So, Oh, that is so <laughs> neat. Now for those guys and girls that are listening right now, and you had mentioned during the break, man, um, how you're really about connecting with other, you know, servicemen and women, uh, and helping them deal with issues or just sharing a beer around a campfire, go hunting, whatever it may be, kind of fill us in, man. Kind of like your mission statement of what you're about in Wild Memories. So Wild Memories is America first, America always. Uh, you know, we always, we love the red, white, and blue. We love the flag. We love, we stand behind police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, and our servicemen and women, all branches of service, all, all, um, MOSs. You know, there's, there's no, you know, all oh, this guy's better than that guy or this woman's better than that woman. None of that. If you serve under the flag, you know, we're, we're in your corner. Uh, one thing that, I am very passionate about anyone that knows me, you know, will attest to this. If anyone listening to this program knows someone who served in the service or maybe they were a police officer or, you know, any, any of those frontline jobs, if they see the signs or if they don't see the signs or if maybe they're being distant, if they need someone to talk to, we all have to do our due diligence. You have to ask the questions. You have to talk to the person. You have to try to see what's going on inside, you know, in, in between both their ears. There is a true, real pandemic in this country, and it's not an invisible virus. It's the fight that's going on in our service members, our police officers, our first responders, the fight that's going on in between their ears and their head, and they're losing that fight, and we're not doing our due diligence to help them enough. So if anyone listening to this program needs someone to talk to, they can look me up on Instagram or Facebook, and they can call me, and I will speak to them because I have battled with it myself, and I know that it is a battle that can be won, we need to come together and help these people that, you know, that have done so much for us. They've given us so much in this country. The least that we can do is give them our time to listen and to try to help them, you know, because veteran suicide, uh, police first responder suicide is, you know, if you really saw the numbers, it, it's, a, it's at an alarming rate. And it's because they are going through things to protect us and then we're failing them when they come back home and they, you know, are, are losing their battles on their own and we need to do more to help them. So that's something that I'm very passionate about. So if anyone listening needs that service or needs that help, you can call me, man, because I'm your friend and I'll listen. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Chris Boomer Davison. Of course, he has a program called Wild Memories. Can you stick around? Because I got a whole lot more to talk to you yeah, about. Yeah, we got to get to a break. Can you stick around for another part, man? Yes, sir. All right. Hey, Chris Davison will be back right after this. And this has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. And again, make sure you watch Wild Memories, the prime airing of Sportsman Channel Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Christo, Mr. Boomer, I'm going to say, uh, where can we find you online, buddy? Uh, so you can find us um, at www.wildmemoriestv.com. You can find me on uh, Instagram, or you can find the show at Instagram on at Wild Memories TV. 
You can find my personal Instagram at Chris Davidson underscore WMTV. You can find me there. Uh, and then on Facebook, we're also at uh, Wild Memories Media. All right. Don't go anywhere. Right after this. If it looks like the revolution, smells like the revolution, and tastes like the revolution, it's probably the revolution with Jim and Trav. Seriously, don't smell or taste the revolution. Just saying. On air from coast to coast and online 24-7 at JimandTrav.com. The revolution with Jim and Trav will return in a few moments. Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav, talking fall pursuits. Oh, thank you. Now let's rejoin the boys and Chris Boomer Davidson of Wild Memories on Sportsman Channel, Sundays 10 a.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking fall pursuits on this week's show. And, of course, uh, we had a long conversation with our guest, Chris Boomer Davison. Uh, he has a program called Wild Memories on Sportsman Channel Sundays at 10 o'clock. Now, I got a question for you, Chris. Now, the thing is, you were over there in, uh, did you spend time in Iraq or Afghanistan or where? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I did. Uh, I, um, I spent quite a bit of time in uh, Afghanistan. But the thing is, when you were over there, a lot of things happened to you. And you were talking extensively about people going through a lot of things once they get back here. What are some of the signs that people should look for? Um, so I would say probably distant um, um, irritability. Uh, loss of interest of things that, you know, normally like they would love. They just, you know, they're just not interested in doing them anymore. Or they just don't have, they have no drive or, or purpose. I think really what the most important thing is, and I just want to try to reiterate this to, for everyone, soldiers, airmen, sailors, Marines, when they're in the military, they have a purpose. They have a mission. They have drive. They have ambition. They have a never quit attitude to get to the objective, to make the mission go. When they come back home in, you know, our society, it's hard to adjust to, you know, when you're in the military, you know, you're told when to get up, when to go to the bathroom, when to shave, when to eat, when to, you know, when they come home, you know, they get an apartment or they get a house or they come back home, you know, and they're, and, and, and they have a job maybe, you know, they're not used to like getting in the rut of society. And, you know, there's these simple tasks that they don't know how to do. Like for, like, I'll, I'll give you an example for me. When I came, out of the military, I had never written a check in my life. Really? I had never written a check. I was twenty. I was twenty-seven years old. I had never written a check. I had no idea how to do it. Oh. Simple things like that. That you know that they don't. That you don't realize. You know, coming out of the military, you know, the littlest task that they essentially, in their mind, fail at is not failure. It's 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 a growth, a learning experience, and I think that military people uh, are misconstruing that, and that is leading to you know essentially their downfall and we need to make sure as a community we are doing better to understand like hey you know it's not failure you didn't know now you know we're teaching you you'll be better next time drive on with the mission i think that that would be what's best yeah now we've heard it so many times and had a lot of people on the show talking about how the outdoors uh is such a positive influence on our our veterans um what is it about the outdoors? What is it about hunting, though? What is that specific thing uh, that breeds that positive nature? What did it personally do for you, and how is it helping others? I guess that's one thing we've never really dived into, um, is what is it about the outdoors that's so healing? We know it heals, but what is it? For me, from my perspective, I enjoy 
I enjoy like the tactical challenge of it. I enjoy, you know, the early season, the prep, you know, the tree stands, picking mm-hmm. the tree. Uh, again, you know, I do a lot of hunting in Pennsylvania. So, you know, there, there, there's no bait piles there. So, you know, yeah. you're hunting a, you're hunting a trail waiting for a deer to walk down it. That's, that's got a, you know, that's got a real diabolical twist to it when it comes together. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, personally for me, I love the thrill of the chase. I love the 99% boredom, 1% fun aspect of it. I enjoy, uh, you know, when I was in the military, I, you know, I was a sniper. So, oh, wow. you know, a snipe, be, being a sniper is a lot of looking, waiting, watching, seeing, observing, reporting. You know, it's, you know, Hollywood makes it seem like you're just running around out there and it's the Wild West. That's not the case. You'll sit there for two weeks doing nothing, you know, until maybe something happens. Hunting, to me, is kind of the same thing, but it really didn't turn into something super serious and very, very passionate until I started filming my hunts. That's when I, I learned basically what I said before. I got, I gained a new mission when I got out of, out of the military. My new mission was to record my hunts. Then my next mission was I want to edit my hunts and I combined the two and that was really therapeutic healing for me, you know, because Hunting became more than just going out and hunting the way I used to with my dad and my, and my grandparents. It became like a, like a goal. Like I'm going to produce the best production and content that I can so that within everyone can come along my hunt with me and they can see what I did last week or what I did last year or what I did last month. And you know, these awesome, you know, these wild memories. And that's really, uh, what drives me every time I go. It's, I'm not just excited about the hunt. I'm excited about sitting down at the computer a couple months later to edit it. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Chris Boomer Davison. He has a program called Wild Memories on Sportsman Channel Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. That's right. Whole bunch of other airings too. Thursdays, 8.30 a.m. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Uh, Sundays, 5 a.m. Sundays, 10 a.m. That's all Eastern time on a Sportsman Channel. Again, dude, to learn more about you, Wild Memories. I think it's so neat what you're doing. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. Where can we find you online? You can visit the show's website at www.wildmemoriestv.com. You can visit the show on Instagram uh, at Wild Memories TV. Uh, you can visit my personal Instagram. It's at Chris Davidson underscore WMTV. And then you can find the show on Facebook at Wild Memories Media. And we'd appreciate anyone that comes and visits. And, uh, you know, we, we, we hope you guys really enjoy the content that you see. We hope that, you know, you guys enjoy the, the production. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's an American first, America always show, combat veterans support heavy. And, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you to all the veterans of, of this great nation, all the police, all the first responders, EMTs, and everyone that puts their life and their, their personal safety on the line for our freedoms, man. I really appreciate all of that from everyone. You bet. Hey, Chris is just three clicks away. That's right. All right, this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Chris, man, we love you. God bless you. Thanks for all you do, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Get in touch now, 785-846-7647 and at JimandTrav.com. Don't move. The Revolution will continue right after these messages. It's time to reimagine the off-road experience because Yamaha has reimagined the side-by-side. Available in either two- or four-seat models, the Wolverine R-Max 1000 lineup sets a new benchmark in the off-road world. Featuring a 999cc parallel twin engine, aggressive tires, and an automotive-style cabin. And select models include high-performance Fox IQS in-cab adjustable suspension, all-new D-Mode to optimize power delivery, 
an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R-Max 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha. Professional driver on closed course. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. Great show, everyone. We just gotta get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Talking about fall pursuits. And of course, this week was the first day of fall. You're a wordsmith is what you are. <laughs> hey, big shout out to Cat Daddy for joining us. Also, Michael Lee, Backwoods Life, Chris Boomer, Davidson, Wild Memories. This was a fun, fun show, Jimbo. But last word? We actually will complete in another week or so. 20 years of being on the air doing this stuff. So how many shows would that be? A thousand and thirty-nine right now. You've been saying a thousand forty. I was corrected 12 times. All right, so big pat on the back to us. Uh, for do- And these flies in here are annoying. I think they're just celebrating the show. Uh, yeah, though, that's cool, though. Yeah. 20 years, man. 20 years. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd live this long. Everyone's tired of hearing us opine. <laughs> All right, so we got to get to a break. We will return it next week, boys and girls. Make sure you get outdoors this weekend, though. Uh, hammer home firearm safety. Do a little fishing. Do some deer hunting. Whatever you could do, just get outdoors and recreate as a family. Isn't that right, Jimbo? That's right. Roast a hot dog. All right, so uh, we got to go. We will return next week. Peace out. God bless you in the United States of America. We love you. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.